Welcome to the Keeper Saul Texas podcast, and uh, today I am here with a good friend of ours, uh, Meredith Crawford, who uh, played for our uh, wine club and club members uh, pickup party, and that was pretty fun, wasn't it? That was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. I, had a really, I had a good time at that gig. Yeah, it seemed like you had a, a really good crowd that just sort of hung out and, and yes. talked to you a lot, and that's, yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself, Meredith. Where, where are you from? What, what do you do? I'm from Chandler, Texas. I've been there since I was born, born and raised East Texas. Uh, I lived in Missouri for one year and then just couldn't stand it and came back. And uh, I'm, um, I've been playing music since I was, well, since I was like 10 or 11, been playing in choir. And right about the age of 13 to 14 years old, I started playing Opry's in East Texas and kind of like the Gladewater Saturday Night Opry, that was probably one of my first ones that mm -hmm. I hit. And started singing a lot of country music, no, no, no more choir music, just kind of outgrew that and started playing old country. And when my first show that I ever played, I made enough money in tips to buy this really cheap pawn shop guitar. <laughs> it's an old Johnson guitar, key stick. And so I bought my, bought my first guitar and then my mom bought me a fake book, which is just a big old Bible full of old country songs. <laughs> and learned how to play a couple chords and then started writing my own stuff. Okay. It's just kind of flourished and developed since then. So um, I've had I've been in a couple band projects around East Texas and done some pretty cool stuff in East Texas, but um, just been here mainly my whole life. Okay, yeah. What what are some of your favorite venues to play, and or where where do you typically like to play? Um, there's there's a lot around East Texas that I love to play. I, I play a lot of breweries and a lot of wineries. Okay. I really it's more so just towns in a way because. Several, I mean, one town can hold several venues that are really worth playing. Mm -hmm. um, probably my favorite places is Ben Wheeler. Love Ben Wheeler. Tyler's been good to me. Longview. Those are like really my three yeah. towns I like to go to. I know I'm missing even more than that. Oh, there's, of course. There's, yeah, there's tons. so much. Well, it's just, I really think it plays a lot to the fact that East Texas has such a big music scene. And most people just underestimate us, you know, thinking that there isn't much to do in East Texas, but yet. Yeah, there you have to go digging for it, but on the surface, you, you really don't see it. But if you were to really get involved with the scene, then you'll see that there's just, there's tons of people out there just hiding mm -hmm. here in East Texas. And we're kind of under under our own little dome in a way when it comes to music. And But, I mean, every little town is. But I really do think that right. East Texas has something really special to offer. It's just not really highlighted or... You know, it's not um, appreciated often, but it really we do have a good scene. Yeah, really for sure. Um, yeah, I was just I was talking to, to Douglas, and we were talking about all the the cool venues and just how much talent we actually have here, um, and it's just such a cool opportunity and a time. I know we're kind of in this interesting phase in East Texas where it's like we're still early in the process as far as the community understanding the music scene and like yes. we're starting to pick up and we're starting to see a little bit more attendance and a little bit more attendance and well, everybody's still but, trying to understand the, the alcohol too they just yeah i feel like yeah especially in smith county yeah um, but yeah it's it's something that i think we're we're working through but i think in the long term it's it's gonna be a lot of fun i do too yeah i think it's developing we don't know it's developing that's what i think but could be a little biased because i live here but yeah you know. Okay, so as far as your music goes, what what is? Do you have a specific genre, or do you like to jump around? Do you what? what I do you... jump around. Okay. I don't. I don't like staying in a box. I don't. Um, I don't like dedicating myself to just one avenue of music. I prefer to incorporate all styles, and I I think that if you do that, 
for one thing, it makes you more, it makes you relevant to others, you know, or and to just multiple generations. But it also keeps you not being bored. You're not stuck in the same little box, and you can serve different styles of music. And I, I like to jump around. But mm -hmm. That's just me. I, country is also like that was what I started. That's what I grew up doing. But southern rock, classic rock, old folk music from the '60s, '70s. Um, I mean, there's just so many styles that I've been affected by. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to just stay in one little. You know, yeah, one genre of music. So I'm going to ask you kind of a maybe a difficult question. I don't know, but we'll see. I'm I'm kind of curious. Thinking back, like when you when you finally got to the point of, uh, you know what? I think I'm good enough. I want to start playing a show. What what did it take for you to get that first show? Well, um, <laughs> I remember like my first big show, like my first three hour show by myself, just me. And I had three months to prepare for it, and I was working at a clinic, an urgent care clinic, and if we didn't have anybody coming into the clinic, I would um, do typing tests because I'm just a nerd like that, and I would type up the lyrics to the songs I was learning. And I had several that I was writing and that I was going to write originals, you know, but I had also about 15 to 20 covers, and I wanted to just keep, I mean, three months of doing that, you kind of get tired of those covers, and you start, you know, swirling more in or taking them more out and anyways so it it took a lot of memorization took a lot of practice and it also takes a lot of you you kind of have to beat yourself out of your own headspace you can't listen to the voices in your head when you're playing like mm -hmm. you know there's you just think of some dumb stuff when you're playing and you just you know it takes a lot of confidence to to at least fake it if you're nervous so that's kind of a learned skill, but that's what it took. A lot of typing tests, typing up my lyrics over and over and over again, practicing yeah. and talking myself out of my own head. So, um, Okay, what about like when you went and approached the venue? Did they approach you? Did you approach them? How did that work out? I, sometimes it's a middleman that will kind of connect you to the venue. Um, for instance, that first gig, there was a guy that knew the area and knew um, knew who to talk to to get booked there. And he knew me from high school, so it was kind of a bridged connection mm. in that way. And it's it's a mixture. If people see you out and about and they, they see you like playing, oh, she's playing here, she's playing there, they're going to confront you sometimes and ask you to play. Mm. And um, Because sometimes you don't really have much luck asking a venue, hey, can I play? Hmm? Where'd you come from? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. So okay. it's, it's a little, it's kind of a trade-off. Yeah. Know? Okay. What about uh, for the, the, the people out there that, that like music, but they don't understand that there's an opportunity to hear some live music locally? What are some things and tips for, for, for audience members, maybe, or uh, local community um, to invest in our local musicians? What, what are some tips that we can do to, from your perspective that we can help support you and your music or other local artists? Um, I feel like there's always like this weird stipulation of like, oh, I'm going to a restaurant instead of like going to a concert or, you know, going to like a big stadium, yeah. you know, and there's some people that have a weird misunderstanding. Is there a way that we can support the local community with, um, or the local musicians? Right. Um, you're mainly kind of asking like, how, how can we get people to just come to a show rather than just like to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the, 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 
the without them being like guarded by the well i'm going to a restaurant i'm not going to see music like right i feel like there's a lot of times there's there's sort of like this hesitation of going to see people maybe on a local scale because somehow yes. it's less yeah, okay, valuable yeah. you know that's or, what i thought you were saying but i yeah. didn't know um sometimes that's just kind of up to the audience if you you know it kind of takes open-mindedness to come out to some of these local shows because i understand it's if you don't brew the the community to be supportive of local music and you honestly venues some of the most popular joints in town that everybody goes to they just flock to if they would take a chance and just bring in local musicians it, it may turn but it may not do well either so mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a tightrope you're walking you know what i'm saying yeah you know, there. I know um, Stanley's has done some really great. They've done a good job of incorporating local musicians, and and that helps us. But you know, you also you kind of want a bigger act to come in to, you know, bring people in that are a little hesitant. So mm -hmm. it, it's, I don't know. That's a difficult question it to is, answer. Yeah. But I've just figured you've been around a little bit and you've been able to yeah. to see some of the different cultures within East Texas, but also just maybe some of the hesitation or, you know, sometimes you'll have shows, I'm sure, that where it's like the room's packed and then other shows where it's just like oh, just yeah. a few people show up. I've had, I've played a couple of shows where people don't clap and that's, that's fine. People don't clap, but they tip. So it's like, I, I guess I'm good with that. You know, there's huh. just, That's interesting. it's yeah. always different. And it kind of depends on the town you're in. Yeah. I know some towns are stiffer than others and some towns are like a lot looser than others. I'm, honestly, if you put alcohol on anybody's throat, they'll loosen up eventually. <laughs> so right. I prefer to play those. <laughs> um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so what about, um, is there is there ways, let's say, to be able to support you specifically um, like what, what are the best ways to support you? Maybe following you on social media? Yes. Is it more uh, I, social... going to some of your shows? Like what, what are some of the best ways that, that we can help you create new music? It's all that, all the above really. Um, the social media, having followers is a really good, really good thing. It's a big deal. Going to shows, taking a chance and just going to hear it. And if you like it, that's cool. If you don't just leave, it's all, it's all good. You know, you know, hopefully you don't waste too much of your time on it. <laughs> right. But, it's um yeah it's it's a lot of all that it's just i i love meeting people at shows i would much rather meet people in person than than be friends on facebook that mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything to me anymore but i do appreciate the followers but there's something about having a real life connection and having people come out to shows absolutely that's the kind of stuff that like that's what i'm about i like making the organic connections at shows and then you know y'all follow me on facebook that that to me seems more real mm -hmm. so Definitely, the social media is a definite. It's a plus, but meeting someone in person at a show has a lot more impact than people think. I, I think at least okay. it does to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when what are what are some tips? I guess then when we're at a show, uh, is it okay just to approach you in between breaks or after yeah, the show? And that's the I. I try to make myself. I don't. I try not to have that RBF look because <laughs> I want to meet people and I don't. I don't want them to be scared to approach me. I love meeting people, you know, even if I don't have a voice and can barely talk at the end of the show, which has happened several times, I still want to talk to you and meet you and, mm. you know, and see what you have to say. And I, I, I love that. Okay. I really do. Um, honestly, I, I've been on the other side of it where I wanted to an approach, I wanted to approach an artist, but I was too scared. And I just, I don't like that. I remember how that felt. I want to mm -hmm. be approached. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When I feel like there's there's a lot of times where 
the reason you never got that chance is because you never took it. Exactly. So, that's yeah, exactly right. You just got to take the chance. And, mm -hmm. you know, if they say no, they say no. Well, yeah. Just that's okay. Deal, deal with it. It's a learning experience. Yeah, so, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I'm kind of curious. What are what are some of your favorite, you know, comfort foods or restaurants, like locally okay. owned restaurants that you like to, to go to and eat? And... Mm, there's a lot. Um, well, in my own hometown, I love San Pedro's. Okay. <laughs> That's my favorite. Um, ben Wheeler, The Forge, Moore's, both of those places are great. And mm -hmm. Tyler, I love me some Stanley's too. I, I mean, I'm not real picky. I'm not big on Chinese buffets. Okay. But that's really, I mean, so anything other than that, I'll, I'll go. Oh, and then, oh, there is a place, though, Wawa's in Athens. Ooh, I do allow okay. me some Wawa's. I've, I've only heard of it. I haven't been out over there yet. So. It's a seafood crawfish, shrimp. What else do they have? It's, I mean, it's like a Cajun-themed kind of okay. restaurant. But anyways, they do have these boudin egg rolls Ooh. that are out of this world. <laughs> and uh, the service is great. The people over there that own it, uh, Brian and... Shonda Parker, they're they're great people, and they treat they treat musicians really really well. That actually, when we we're talking about venues, that's a venue I forgot to mention. Okay. Wall walls. So so let's yeah let's transition into that. So as as a venue, what are some good etiquettes to getting certain artists or getting artists to come and play at maybe their venue or the restaurant? Um, I don't know. I've never really done that or done like booking for a restaurant, but. Most of the time, it's just reaching out to an artist and... Like, how do you prefer to get approaches? What, I guess my question is, oh, like, if, okay. I, if I wanted to book you, what's the best way to just... Facebook. Most of, most every, like, most all communication channels are really done through Facebook. Or if you have a website and you have, like, a contact us link. Mm. Um, or you go to the venue and meet the people and ask them. And, and you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's, to me, I've gotten more luck of just hanging around venues, of like getting bookings there, is hanging around venues and okay. getting to know the wait staff, you know, making a presence, a physical presence, rather than just a social media presence. Okay. You know. uh, do you like wine? Yeah, yeah. I love what, wine. What's your, what's your favorite wine? I'm pretty white girl, I like okay. Moscato. Okay, that's fine, you got a Moscato. But, yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like sweets, I like, um, like half, Half sweet, half a little bitter is good too, but semi-sweet, just sweet. I'm not real big on the dry. Okay. Sweet, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Um, have you had our Moscato? No. Okay. We'll, we'll have to change it at some, some point. Yeah, we'll have to change that at some point. Uh, <laughs> had your vodka though. Vodka's like really good. Yeah, Dirk's vodka. Uh, mm. Very smooth and and. Very uh, smooth. Yeah, super good. Uh, and we actually distill it here from our own grapes. So yeah, it's. I didn't buy a bottle last time I came out. I need to. I need to purchase one. Well, yeah, we're open till nine, so all right. <laughs> that works out. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, I know you brought your guitar. Do you mind playing a song for uh, us? I don't mind. I sure will. Yeah, take center all stage right. and yeah. <sighs> here. This uh, first song is called Transit. It's a newer one I wrote and I hope y'all enjoy it. And I don't want to do the door. 
She's a colorful confliction in the corner of your mind And I'm a constant safe decision When you're a little black and white I've been a transit for the pain Well, I'm never gonna trust a hundred And I hate to make you pay for my past But I'm paying for yours too When you steal me in these moments I swear I know you see If I'm all you need, let me believe, let me believe it. All the men of midnight, they never the dawn Well there come two bold excuses I never could count on When you found me for a lover I told my heart to make the space I swear that I'm competing with a memory I can't make I've been a transit for the pain Well, I'm never gonna trust a hundred proof And I hate to make you pay for my past but I'm paying for yours too When you steal me in these moments I swear I'm all you see If I'm all you need Let me
I don't want to catch my breath I've been a transit for the pain But scars don't mean that I can't trust in Your mouth into my soul, finding gold in a heart I couldn't use. When you find me in these moments, I swear you roll out. And I believe, and I believe, and I believe, Another one? No, that's fine. Awesome. Thank you so much. I got much. to tune this guitar. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, what did you guys think of that? That was that was amazing. I'm so glad that you uh, have stopped by. I'm just curious, is there um, is there any new album, any new music you're working on, any way we can help support you? Maybe yes. an album? Yes. Um, so in November, we did a, a series of Mondays. Every Monday in November, we had this thing called Meredith Monday. Hmm. And so all those videos are up on Facebook. They're also on YouTube. So it would mean the world to me if you would go to my Facebook page and give me a like or send me a friend request, something, and uh, share my YouTube videos there. I do have a new album coming out. Mm. It's a self-titled album. Okay. It should be out in January. Mm. So we're, and it's going to be, it's going to have about 10 to 12 songs on it. Transit will be one of them. That was that one. And it's got a bunch of other great songs, and it's got a plethora of people that have played on it. It's okay. kind of unreal. I've been working on it since 2017, and just trying to remember all the credits is pretty intense. There's, I don't even know how many people have been involved with this record, but I would say at least 20 to maybe 30 even. It's okay. So it sounds started. like what you've been talking about all night is just you've been doing a lot of collaborations. A lot of collaborations, and um, I... I've been in school since 2015 at UT Tyler, so okay. this was my last semester. I walked the stage Saturday. Oh, so I'm a bachelor's in accounting. <laughs> thank you. So the last two years, I've been trying to squeeze in as much recording as I can, but it's been difficult. Mm -hmm. But we're um, we're getting ready to to drop it in January, and I think it'll be really great. I'm really looking forward to the response, Absolutely. the reviews, and uh, yeah. Seriously, yeah. if you guys like her music like what she just played for us please leave a comment below go to her page give her a like she's also on instagram as well i'm so, on instagram mm -hmm. um yeah buy her album look out for it i'm sure it's coming yeah um, it's gonna be great but, yeah thank you so much for thank being you. on and uh yeah look forward to having you out again sometime right. thank you right, appreciate thank you. it